In the course of an hour or more, after my return from the kitchen, I was conscious of someone entering my room. There seemed to be several, a mingling of various voices, but how many, or who were there, I cannot tell. Whether Brown and Hamilton were among them is a mere matter of conjecture. I only remember, with any degree of distinctness, that I was told it was necessary to go to a physician and procure medicine, and that pulling on my boots without coat or hat, I followed them through a long passageway or alley into the open street. It ran out at right angles from Pennsylvania Avenue. On the opposite side, there was a light burning in a window. My impression is there were three people with me, but it is altogether indefinite and vague, and like the memory of a painful dream. Going towards the light, which I imagine proceeded from a physician's office, and which seemed to recede as I advanced, is the last glimmering recollection I can now recall. From that moment, I was insensible. How long I remained in that condition, whether only that night or many days and nights, I do not know. But when consciousness returned, I found myself alone in utter darkness and in chains. The pain in my head had subsided in a measure, but I was very faint and weak. I was sitting upon a low bench made of rough boards and without coat or hat. I was handcuffed. Around my ankles also were a pair of heavy fetters. One end of a chain was fastened to a large ring in the floor, the other to the fetters on my ankles. I tried in vain to stand upon my feet. Waking from such a painful trance, it was some time before I could collect my thoughts. Where was I? What was the meaning of these chains? Where were Brown and Hamilton? What had I done to deserve imprisonment in such a dungeon? I could not comprehend. There was a blank of some indefinite period preceding my awakening in that lonely place, the events of which the utmost stretch of memory was unable to recall. I listened intently for some sign or sound of life, but nothing broke the oppressive silence, save the clinking of my chains, wherever I chanced to move. I spoke aloud, but the sound of my voice startled me. I felt my pockets, so far as the fetters would allow, far enough, indeed, to ascertain that I had not only been robbed of liberty, but that my money and free papers were gone also. Then the idea began to break upon my mind, at first dim and confused, that I had been kidnapped. But that thought was incredible. There must have been some misapprehension, some unfortunate mistake. It could not be that a free citizen of New York, who had wronged no man nor violated any law, should be dealt with thus unhumanely. The more I contemplated my situation, however, the more I became confirmed in my mind. It was a desolate thought, indeed. I felt there was no trust or mercy in unfeeling man, and commending myself to the God of the oppressed, bowed my head upon my fettered hands and wept most bitterly.